Welcome to the Faith Life Podcast with Pastor Samuel Apokubwating. Know that there is a life beyond the ordinary, and that is the faith life. Be blessed as you stay connected to these spirit-filled messages. Now I'm talking on the subject, the Holy Spirit and impact. Is someone with me here? Holy Spirit of the living God, you are the one that is able to dissipate scripture and break it into parts and share among Share it according to your will and purpose in the hearts and the minds of your people. In the name of Jesus, amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, verse 48 downwards. Promises. All the promises of God are conditional promises. 
They are not automatic promises. When you do this, the end thereof brings you that. But many believers think living with God doesn't mean you need to attach anything to it. Because God said that you shall live. So you think you can stand and say, I live, I live. You will die like a chicken. Chicken cradle, you will die like a fish. You see, I first die. You will flash out like cheap perfume. Now continue for me. But carry in the city of Jerusalem. So the Lord told faith like embassy. I am about to bring the Holy Ghost in another dimension to the church. But don't meet on Sunday as a normal Sunday church. But go tarry in Santasi. So that was the location. Now continue. Until you are endued with power from on high. Now, the reason for this coming of the power is in the first text. He says, you are witnesses to these things. There is a witnessing responsibility that God has given to the church that we become the evidential proof that Christ lived, died, and rose again. The earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. For us to become the living proof, that exact living proof that God came on earth, lived with men, left the earth and lives inside of men. But before this witness can come to pass, it does not come because you are Peter, you are Bartholomew, you are Matthew, you are whatever. You are Benedicta. You are Esther. You are Prince. It does not come because your name is a Christian name. Let me tell you something. You would be shocked that your name can be pray and never be prayerful. You will be shocked that your name will be prosper and you will be a poor man with poverty anointing. Highly anointed people. Your name doesn't mean you have it. Opening their gemmines one day in Humpo. Jesus is saying that I want to give the world to you. I will make you witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, even to the outermost part of the earth. But before you can go, tarry see until you are endued with power. Trying, trying to be a God sent will be a death trap if you don't have the power of who sent you. There are many people that tried. They didn't survive. Trying to be a God sent without the power of the God that sent you would be a suicidal sentence. The last time I checked in the Bible, there were boys called the sons of Sceva. They knew Paul. That means that knowing a man of God, because this is my God, because they said, we subdue you in the name of Paul. In the name of Jesus whom Paul preached. That means that they can prophetically and spiritually coding and looking at things. They might be observing Paul as a mentor or a father. Why didn't they mention Peter, mention Peter's name? That means they, they loved Paul and they were following Paul. You see, when you go to a place and because I preach and say power and you got power. Nothing will accompany you. You yourself you do not have the potential ability, capacity, momentum, and power to be able to bring things 
things into existence until you are endued with power. So a believer that has not learned to contact power has not been given the power to be going outside. You know what? No matter your desire to be a soul winner, you would come home like a Jehovah witness with nothing, without power. It's not in going out. It's going out with the power. I went to KSTU to go and preach. When I went there, I entered the room. I said, the lady was, the started began to hide her face under her um, curtains because she was so broken. I entered the room. It was Muslim. I said, preaching. What is the preaching? She was looking like this. When I was asked, I said, she says, me, a Muslim. These are people that their mind has been corrupted from childbirth. The day you turn to a Christian, you are punished from the house. But she could devour all those books to accept the God that when she accepts, she will be, she will be punished from the house. It is not in words, it is in power. So Jesus told them that, yo, Peter, I know you like this, this thing. You have this patapa. You can even draw a dagger to cut somebody's ears. You are aggressive. But can I tell you something? You don't use patapa in winning souls. If it is patapa, you use winning souls. Patapa should have been the greatest evangelist in the world. Are we together here? Jesus told them that I want you to be a witness. And I told you this, that Christians, the first mission, uh, is any Christian here? Give me a wave. Let me give an announcement from heaven. Can I give you an announcement? Every Christian has one first beginning mandate. First ministry. Do you know every Christian is called into ministry? Oh, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Every Christian is called into ministry. It's not the pastor, the apostle. That, that, that one is different. That one is for the perfection of the saints. Every Christian is called into ministry. And what ministry is that? The ministry of soul winning. Can I tell you one truth? When you enter heaven, God will not mark your car. Can I say something here? When you enter heaven, God will not mark your voice. I, I used to sing in church. Oh. I remember when I was singing in church. Listen to me. The first ministry God gave every Christian is the soul winner. Do you know that when Jesus was going to heaven, it was not only the disciples that were there. It was the church. Now, can I prove to you something? That they were a symbol of the world that were standing there. When I was in the room, God respected me. He said, do you know why in the day of Pentecost, they spoke in other people's tongues? It was the initiation of the Gentiles that all men. And the people that spoke in other tongues were the same people that were standing when Jesus was going up. That means that the people they preached to that day, that Peter preached to, that they were changed, those 3,000 men, and the other men that were also to be saved, and all that they were be saved, were as those that were standing there when Jesus was going up to the heavens, were assembled of the whole world, seeing the go. And so Jesus gave them an instruction before he went, and that same time he says, go that means that that instruction was not for the disciples. That instruction was for the entire body of Christ. So you can't say, Pastor, no, me, my place is cleaning the church. I only clean church. Yes, it's true. You must clean church. That one is, that one is something God has told you to add up to help the church. I'm a pastor. I preach, but I'm also supposed to be souls. Because when I enter heaven today, God will ask me, I said, Father, my son said, my son, Pastor Roy, he won't mean souls. He hear my souls. I'm, I'm tapping for my son's souls. Pastor, his souls also want a lot of souls. You'll be shocked. Those who are tapping, you are expected to be a soul winner. So don't worry about it. One of the most dangerous things is that if God changed your location, he has given you a bigger assignment. So if you were commencing and God took you to Nalurugu, he took you there to be souls. Though he took you there as a medical doctor, but with the 
primary assignment of a soul winning medical doctor. He took you to UDS as a lecturer, but a soul winning lecturer. He took you to Naruluku as a policeman, but a soul winning policeman. He took you to Tema as a nurse, but a soul winning nurse. He took you to Canada as a cleaner. You are a soul winning cleaner. You cannot say that that is why Christians that are partial in church and don't concentrate about things in God, you will be shocked on the day of judgment. Because if you know what it means to be a soul winner, you will know that going to church is beautiful when you have a soul with you, not a nice dress. The beauty of a church member is not the dress and her face and her makeup. But what are the souls that accompanied her to church? The first day I had an, I had an encounter into heaven. When I got to the gate, the moment I was pushed into the gate, I was not I was not something open like that. I was pushed in. When I entered the place, the first man that approached me, the first question he asked, "Where are your souls?" And I turned and said, "They are coming." And indeed, they were coming. And I woke up. I said, "My God!" When you enter heaven, the first thing you, that's why. When you meet Jesus, the first thing he will tell you, thou good and faithful servant. Wait, wait. If he didn't give you an assignment, why is he greeting you that greeting? If he did not assign you, why is he greeting you in that way? And so, you cannot tell me that I was not a pastor's daughter. I was not a pastor's son. I was not part of the soul winning committee. The follow up department. You can't say that thing. Is out of bounds. Most of you think you can give an excuse in heaven. You were a joker. If you tell Jesus, Jesus, you don't know. I was, you see, I'm a man. We are human beings. We make mistakes. He you you ask you, what am I? Don't forget, Jesus did not go to heaven with the spirit. He went to heaven with his body. <laughs> so you can't have an excuse. You're telling Jesus, you see, my class was this. Can I tell some Jesus went to school? I'll show you. The Bible says when you're so obvious, when you're the Pharisees and the Sadducees, ask some questions and learning. That's the school. <laughs> Jesus, my work. I was late for work. I'll tell Jesus to wake up. He was a carpenter. <laughs> you can't give an excuse. He says, the guys when they me, go and ask Mary Madeline. Yes. You can't give an excuse. <laughs> Jesus, you don't know. In Ghana, they were troubling us. Go and ask the government of Rome. At that time, they had a calf that was called the boiling calf, something like that. A steel calf. A calf made of steel. And they are placed blazing fire under it. So hot. And they put human beings into it to boil them. In their time, there was something called crucifixion. In their time, there was something we call and they skin you. They, 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 they remove your skin and skin it. Read archaeology and history, you understand these things well. If Peter, Paul, and all this could preach the gospel in the midst of that chaos, in your days, there was something called freedom of speech and religion. A fool can even put up, put up. Talk on your face, and even you sort pastors and go there as God free. But you are saying you can't preach. You are a joker. You when you start talking, Paul will show you the stones they showed the beating with stones. Have you seen the stone before? When you start saying that, uh, when, when my area was a very rural area, Paul will show you the viper that beat him. When you see when you see Paul and you even see Jesus, when he shows you the finger and what has been thrust in his hand, when you, you look at that, you won't say anything you are saying again. Paul was placed in a basket. And do not have an excuse. Every believer's first primary assignment is to be a 
soul winner. Some of you will enter heaven like thieves. Though you are in heaven, but you'll be hiding. Papa can you say something? He says, Lazarus was so poor to the extent that when he even left earth to heaven, he was a tenant in Abraham's bosom. Now, Abraham's bosom doesn't mean the chest of Abraham. It means the residence of Abraham. Right, they were high Am I preaching to a church here? The first primary assignment Jesus gave the church is that the church should become a soul winning church. Listen to me. Can I tell you one truth? Power does not follow a beautiful church. Power does not follow a church with money. Power does not follow a church with doctors. Power does not follow a church with magistrate. I have come to see that as time goes on and we keep growing in church, I see that church begin to post and brag when we have a lot of governmental dignitaries in the church. Can I tell you something? Jesus does not follow that church. He is a respecter of no man. He only respects soul winners. The Bible says, he that wins souls, they shall shine like the morning star. He says, he that wins souls is wise. Not he that has money. So the primary assignment, you know one thing? Jesus came from heaven to earth to do only one job. That job is called soul winning. Jesus was a prophet. He was an apostle. He was a prophet. He demonstrated the prophetic ministry. Whereby he was able to preach, um, tell the woman at the world that, where is your husband? And the woman said, my husband? My husband? He says, you. I said, yeah, you have married five men. You right now, the one you have married. Why are you comfortable? And the man said, if you know the one that stands before you, you will give him. Because he can give him the rivers of living waters. And all of a sudden, the woman contacted power and went about winning souls. Are we here? So the primary assignment of Jesus is the church is a soul winning church. Listen to me. Signs and wonders follow a moving church. A sent church. Not a stationed church. Have you seen that? Pastors that record the dangerous miracles. They are pastors that engage in many crusades and renew souls and missions and outreach. Time of bomb to talk about young Kicho. Time of bomb to talk about um, um, the, the man who went to be with the Lord of late, uh, Rehard Bonke. This is a man that recorded so many testimonies that we could not even find some of them. Yes. Time will bore me to talk about Bishop that he will knows. He goes to a country and gathers the whole country as if he's the president of the country. A soul winner. Listen to me. How powerful you are is how strategic you are in soul winning. Can I say that again to the church here? You are not powerful because you can preach with arbitrary and say the Lord said I see the power of the God and the Atrus and the Paris and the Atris. That, that doesn't make any rubbish to God. If your Atrus, Paris, Zari, Zari, all of them, your Hebrew, Greek, and whatever, to who have who, that's not with a soul. It is grammatic poetry. You are just doing poems. So God's expectation for the church is that the church become a soul winning church. Jesus said, you shall be witnesses. Now, can I tell you something? When it comes to the soul, the issue of soul winning, it is witnessing, not information. It is witnessing, not informing. When we talk about a witness, a witness is somebody that has evidence. When we talk about an informant, it's somebody that has all information. Christians have become informant instead of witnesses. And your witness, your proof is power. Paul said, we did not come to you with the excellency of speech. This is about speech. This is about grammar. No. This is the kingdom of God. It's not in words. It is in the demonstration of power. Can I tell you one truth? When you go to your vicinity, allowing Jesus on you, going about preaching the gospel, when you raise one popular cripple in the area, the whole area will come. Jesus, my God. When Jesus was able to change the heart of the woman at the well, the people saw and saw a testimony with her and they followed. You 
you are called as a soul winner. Stop saying, and I'm media, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. You are joking. You are joking. In fact, all of them are submerged under the first ministry called the ministry of soul winning. The Bible ministry is to bring perfection to the body. That after the church has the, all the church winning souls. Now, the apostle is bare, primarily supposed to stay with God, get the doctrines of God. Apostles dealings. Is that's why when you see me, it is mostly about breaking new doctrines. There are doctrinal things that I focus on. And they are made to break forth the ground for people and bring forth even churches. The prophet is to see the mind of God, see what God is saying per time, the move of God, where God wants the church to move and everything. The evangelist is supposed to personally focus on bringing the place of soul winning to a very important state to remind people of it. Now the pastor is a way after the evangelist has gone out to win the souls, he brings them to the pastor and he nurtures them precept upon precept. Take time on them. They are rubbishes. They are nonsense. You'll be cleaning them. You'll be turning them, twisting them. So all those things. So they become what they must become. But in all, we are all expected to be one thing, to be a soul winner. If you are not winning souls, sir, you have a problem to charge on. Now, I want to hit you on this. Now, come to the place of the Holy Ghost. In the, go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 8. Ezekiel 3 verse 8. Put your hands at where you are and go to Ezekiel 3 verse 8. Ezekiel 3 verse 8. 18, sorry. Uh-huh. Now, look at something here. Because we are so winner. God has sent you. He says, when I say unto the wicked, uh-huh, you shall surely die. And you don't go and preach. Uh-huh. No, you don't want them. Uh-huh. To save them. That means that you are not preaching is killing people. Christians are the most wicked people I've ever seen. Because we carry life. But we make people die with their life in our hands. Nobody is willing to go out there and win a soul. Nobody is willing to sacrifice for people to stay in church. Rather, we will carry they that are in church and bring them outside. Now read for me. That person that died, huh? He will die. In fact, he will die and go to hell. It's true. But the Bible says, Jesus said, God said, I will take the blood of the person from your hands. There are some scriptures in the Bible that are warnings that God himself wants. Listen to me. Your reluctancy and yourself intertwining in the dealings of God is rather causing too much harm for you than good. Your excuses, your reluctancy, and I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next day, I'll do it this time. That classmate of yours, eh, that you were in jail just with that God prompted you to preach to the person you didn't preach to. So if the person is dead, you're in trouble. That black person is waiting for you. When you sat in that car that you were going home, that the Holy Ghost prompted you, preach in the car, said, me preach in the car, oh, I mean, check it, I won't do that. Sorry for you, you might not be the person again. Where are they? They are dead. If they are not dead, pray that God helps you to meet them. If you don't meet them, if they die, God will ask you. There are many people that God will be asking of certain things that you don't even know that they exist. So you will die and go to heaven and God will ask you, where is Kelvin? He said, Kelvin, Kelvin Akua. I said, no, no, not Kelvin Akua. Kelvin J.B. Which Kelvin J.B.? Me, I don't even see Kelvin J.B. Then God will show you. On the 14th of March, you were heading from Atonsu 
to Jinyase. You sat in a taxi. I told you to preach in that car. You did not. There was a guy in there called Kelvin JB. Because of you, that moment you left him, a week after, he was diagnosed of HIV because he went to sleep with the lady on that way he was going. And the guy contacted HIV. Now Kelvin JB is in hell. Now look at Kelvin JB. He is there. His blood is here. Where is his blood? This is not a joke. It's not a joke. God will ask you. Your roommate in first year that you said, I want to leave the room. I want to change the room. Please come and check my room again. All that you are saying. If God kept that person in that room with you, he had an assignment by you, the person. And where are they? Now you don't even talk to them. You don't even after this service, go home and go and call somewhere. I beg you. I beg. Me and me can't even move. And at least patiently just slide Jesus in it. And you just give it to the person It is the Bible says that eh? if somebody leaves church or leaves Christ because of you, it is better to be dead than to be alive. So, those of you that every day the best you can do is step on people's foot in church. <coughs> and you want to just make sure that the church becomes so uncomfortable for them to leave. Sorry. The Bible says, if somebody says because of you, I will not be in Christ again, it is better for you to be dead than to be alive. Something, you see, you read the Bible for prayer topics, so you don't know. So you only read the Bible that says, exceedingly, abundantly, abundantly, you can ask or think of. Read the better one. Read Ezekiel 33, Jeremiah 23. Those are the scriptures God gave me for the church. Ministry, not ancient, ministry. He told me, he says, if I send a soul, and you don't want them, I will ask the blood from you. So, watch it. Every Christian is first called into the ministry of soul winning. Somebody shout, I am a soul winner. Come on, somebody shout, I am a soul winner. The devil will not stop me from winning my souls. I will enter heaven as a victor. I will not be ashamed in heaven. He says, I will ask of their blood from you. Rebecca, we said something. We said that if your roommate is fat, expect a pool. If your roommate is fat, wait for a pool. There will be a pool in heaven waiting for you. <laughs> if all your sisters are also fat and they don't go to church, they don't love God, they don't do anything with God, and you have been to church before and loved God before, and even now you are not in that contact with God for Qurana. And I tell the truth, God has your name recorded in His archives. So never think that my friend Obua. There are souls hanging on your head. Souls are hanging on your head. God will ask you. God will ask you. That this thing you are doing with the things of God, then God will ask you. I'm telling you, you don't go, you don't go school. Obey you will go school with Jacob. Yamibe Bisa. Yamibe Bisa our own. And no chance of Bisa. Every day we saw our potter will change Ibiya at the right time. He is the God of times and seasons. Ombre ma Ibiya. Ombre washi shama Ibiya. Ombre. Is the grace period and the period of mercy. So one of you, some of you, you are just a day away from your grace period. You are just a day out of it. Where are your souls? Now this question eh? when you go to heaven, I'm born with you and ask you where are your souls? Always. You are praying that God, I will go to heaven. Let me go to heaven. Let me go to heaven. Heaven. You are Stop seeking to go to heaven if you have nothing to go there with. 
You know, heaven is not a place for people that only accepted Jesus, but people that lived like Jesus. Do you know how to live like Jesus? Go and read the book of Matthew, John, Luke, and Mark. You will see how Jesus lived. Everywhere he went, he did good. You know what it means? Everywhere he went, he won the soul. Jesus said, I do that which I see my father do. Hold on. What did Jesus do? He was winning souls. That means that God, even in heaven, is winning souls. If Jesus said, I do that which I see my father do, and what Jesus did on earth was a soul winning job, that means that God is a soul winner. God is a soul winner. And what are you? You tell yourself, Me, I am this, I am that. Me, I'm too busy. And I don't have time. Pastor, you know, we are busy. Make sure you are a choker. You can't pay God. Your money perish with you. You see, God forbid that I become a pastor of a church. That when people get money, they think that they are above, they are above, they are above serving God. Your money can't serve God better than your body. Can I put it again? Your money can't serve God better than your body. Your money perish with you. When Peter went to the land of Samaria, after the man called Philip had preached to the land, there was a man that was a scheming man who wanted to buy what he has. He thought your money. For even thinking the gift of God, your money perish with you. Come by. You cannot say, I am paying people to pray for the church. You are joking. You are paying who? You are paying people to pray for, to pray for you. Now, what are you doing? Oh, me, I'm a fucker. I'm a fucker. I'm a fucker. I'm a fucker. You tell me you are paying people to pray to the God. That's a disrespect. That's gross disrespect. I don't know who brought that ideology. They pray in tongues. Okay? Shabadabadaba. The only God's making intercession. Your prayer is rather financing some of this business. Please, you think you can let the Holy Ghost do that nonsense job for you? Because you think your money can do it. I made a man of minisos in that time of in that time. You have a job, please. On your judgment. I'm too busy. Check the number of patients that come to a hospital in a day, in a week, in a month. Are they good? That's what's I'm too busy. I'm a nurse. I'm too busy. I can't use those. Come use those. Come use those. I'm a student. I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm learning. I do. I do archaeology. I do medicine. I do. Da, 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 da. I'm on Google class. I'm here. I'm here. But when you pray, you want God to answer you quick, quick. Listen, you are going to be a soul winner. The book of Jeremiah chapter 23 says, "Woe unto shepherds that scattered the sheep of God." Hey, the day I saw that scripture, fear gripped my heart. You know, God does not cares by heart by heart. In fact. God has never cursed a pastor before in the Bible, but that scripture, God cursed shepherds and pastors. He says, if you're a pastor and you're a shepherd, not just a pastor, other translation says shepherd. Shepherd means somebody that takes care of souls. That means that if you're a soul winner, you're a shepherd. He says, if you are a shepherd, winning soul, that means go unto a soul winner that scattered the sheep of God. Go. Don't mean count. Do you know what God is so concerned about? So your money is concerned about souls. There is only one thing that heaven can rejoice on. When you buy a Bugatti, you don't give a damn. When you buy a Lamborghini, the heavens don't care. God does not fancy a big house. You bought, you built a mansion. Listen, God does not fancy your Bugatti. Now listen. So God does not fancy your car. Three, really, listen. If you marry a good husband, it doesn't change that thing to God. Even if you sit in first class and even a private jet, if you buy a private jet, heaven will never rejoice. But when you win a soul, the heavens will exclaim with joy and they will party up 
That means that so willing is so important to God. Listen, they ever say, I'm an empty service. Hey, but you, you can't pay. Listen, the beauty that is on a soul winner, a beautician cannot produce it. How lovely are the feet of them that bring good news. Huh? The beauty. Wow, my ladies, not beautiful. Try so win. Listen, if you want God's attention to be on you, find what God's attention is on. You didn't get it. If you want God's attention to be on you, find what God's attention is on. If the Bible says he reproved kings for the sake of the anointed, it's because the anointed has found attention in what God is attentive on. A pastor that is untouchable is not a pastor that wears the best suit or has the best car or wears the best shoe, but a pastor that does the best, their best in so winning. Can I say it again? A pastor that is untouchable is the one that is not the one that wears the best suit, wears the best, that drives the best car, but rather the one that does their best in so winning. Check the whole world. Which the pastors you see that they are rich. Eh? What are their focus? Souls. Yogito. Souls. Bishop Oedipo. Souls. Bishop Abiyomi. Souls. Um, David Ogoi. Souls. Pastor Chris. Souls. Bishop Da. Souls. Rehard Bonke. Souls. So a believer will enter the true riches of God. Not because you came for an all night. And we add you are pentatonics. It won't go anywhere. A believer that carries power is a soul winner. You want to learn the beautiful? Try soul winning. Go out there. This is how lovely are. When the Bible talks about soul winning, he used only beautiful words. How lovely are the feats of the priest good news. How lovely. Listen, if you have been just using all this world, you are still there. You are not souls. God works you. You see, when you are in KNOST and your days of graduation is getting nearer, you should know that your time is shorter. There's a word. Your time is shorter. Your time is shorter. Your time is shorter. If you are in KST and it's left with two months for you to graduate and you didn't win any soul, you need to double up. Because you know something? This thing comes to winning, God works you. God will ask you. You will sit down one day and say, Ah, how I wish. I wish you here. Now listen, when it comes to soul winning, you can't joke with it. It is God's heartbeat. Soul winning is God's heartbeat. It beats on the heart of God. I mean, have you tried soul winning? If you're not doing it, you are not touching the heart of God. How do you? Jesus told Peter, Peter, lovest thou me? He says, Yes. He says, If you love me, feed my flock. So this thing of you are joking. I love you forever. I love you. Oh, Jesus, I love you. You are joking. You are a big hypocrite. And you go home and you meet a girl that is very, very, her life is unconstructed. You know her, you see her to be Jesus. And you walk past her. Can I tell you one truth? Jesus never ate in the house of a righteous man. Jesus never chose a righteous man as his disciple. He chose the unrighteous, the broken, the battered, the tattered, the destroyed, the uncommon.
consent the, the thief the prostitute one was caught in the middle of prostitution and make you know that Mary Magdalene was the one that was washing and cooking for Jesus yes you know Mary Magdalene an anointed prostitute he did not anoint her that was her Mary Magdalene Jesus first evangelist the woman at the well a powerful prostitute and a divorcee who told you that God uses the best he loves the worst because if he uses the best there will be no glory but he rather takes the broken Jesus even calls himself the cornerstone the rejected cornerstone he calls himself that the way you are looking at people because of how they dressed can I tell you something you will be shocked when you see what God will bring out of her dressing eh? what people see, what, this will show you how the eyes of God eh? is when you see what others don't see in people that you can look at it and see an apostle when Jesus now when the angel met the man called Gideon he called him mighty man of valor but he wasn't mighty listen to me have that eye the church is too accusing to be embracing can I say that again the church is too accusing to be embracing too accusing and you know something that accusation of the church is not God it's the devil because the devil's name is God the accuser of the brethren so when you're a Christian and you are always accusing it means you are infested by the devil it doesn't matter if you spoke like this you are coming to hell you this girl and all that you did it doesn't make anything you can be infected there's a movie called Pope's Exorcist I will let us watch that movie the church is too accusing to be in prison Jesus ate in the house of Zacchaeus hey Zacchaeus. I always get that again. Yeah, Jesus ate in his house. And that's another thing. Some of the pastors must step outside and go to the west of people you think they are the west. Hold their hands and say, hello, hi, how are you doing? You are looking so amazing. And stop being too Holy Ghost. Because Jesus carried the spirit of God yet he ate in the house of Zacchaeus and was anointed by Mary Magdalene. You know Mary Magdalene? Yes. Today, would you allow a lady you know in your area to be a big prostitute to pray for you? Would you allow that? But Jesus, because he saw something better in her than what they were seeing. Can I tell you one truth? Nobody is wasted. The donkey out there is not wasted. If the madman of Gadara became the bishop of a Decapolis, 10 cities, who is the donkey? Do you know something? The people the devil arrests the most are the people God needs the most. And so when a believer sees people that are missing up their life and messing up, and the person begins to charge, it's a sign that the devil has employed you. It doesn't mean you have good eyes. It means you are employed by the devil. You know something? What I'm saying is, I feel, I feel, I feel somebody is speaking through my voice. I don't feel my brain working. Listen to me. A believer that only sees the faults of people, you are said you are you are anointed by another spirit. There is a devil somewhere that you don't even know. Because God needs the waste. God needs the broken. God needs the destroyed. Every soul is a soul. It doesn't matter. So long as the person is not dead. Even the dead people, Jesus brings them back to life. How much more? Somebody that is only smoking. If Jesus could cause Lazarus, come out. And he came out from the dead. Do you know what it means to die? All things have finished. Call them to come out. How much more is we smoker? How much more the girl you think that she's sleeping around? Seek 
touch her and see what she can do. If we had so witness at the times of Samson, Delilah would have been one of the most dangerous evangelists. She would have been the next Katrikuma. If she could bring Samson down, she can bring an entire city down when God holds it. The woman at the well were bringing, was bringing men down. When Jesus held her, she brought these, those same men to Jesus. And the men followed him. Your judgment is corrupting God's assignment for some people. I feel some strange atmosphere here. The same people you look in their eyes and judge them, God sees them and calls them apostles. The junkie you saw and was trying to steal from you, and you about you, you said, "Hey, drunk over people stoned them, stoned him to death." You didn't know. God made him touch you so that you would hold him. He said, "Bro, how did they know how? They know here. I'm a yes, I do." But rather, you saw it to be an attack and called people to come and stone him to death. The blood is waiting. You thought it was just a junkie. You killed the next apostle of your generation. Sorry for you if your son's conviction is in his hands. This thing about soul reading is not a joke. God cares about souls. If God stretched his hand to save you, why do you think he won't stretch and save the other? Christians are the most hypocritical beings I've ever seen. They would slip around and tell another person you are a filthy person. How dare you? How dare you talk about another person when you are the same thing? Who be you? Just because you have not seen yours. Now the God that is on is in heaven. Didn't he see you? We have not seen yours. Your phone you watch at night from morning to evening. Nobody has seen. But can I tell you one truth? Because you saw somebody so there. See, when I see people on social media criticizing others and saying all sort of nonsense, it tells me that you, you are anything you criticize, you are the best to act it. God proved that to me. Ha! I'll never forget. Anything you criticize, you are the best actor of it. Wait, it will come. Jesus saw prostitutes, he held them. Saw thieves, he held them. Saw cowards, held them. It made apostles and dangerous men out of them. It's not over. No. If the person is not dead, it's not over. Even the dead can come back to life. If God can give people the chance to come back from the dead, how much more coming from the world? From the dead they came. How much more the world? They could come from the dead. And you think God can bring them from the world? You think so? You think so? Anyone there writing as you see? Christians, they will go on social media and write a whole thesis about another Christian, about somebody that is going about doing some nonsense. You, 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 you are serious. It's like a doctor rather insulting the patient for being sick. You are rather sick. hospital. We are acting like the people of old, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, where they only allow people they think they are best for the church. But that's why Jesus never chose any of them to be one of his disciples. And the people Jesus chose to be his disciples did ten times bigger miracles than all of them did ever in their life. They even didn't do anything. They never said any miracle they did. Listen, the junkie can be one of the biggest healers in the world. You just don't know. You see, whenever you're doing that, God looks at you and he weeps because you are too immature of a believer. A criticizing believer is a baby believer. You are a baby. It doesn't matter if, if you pastor a church. You are a child. You don't know what God's heart is panting after. If you know what God's heart is panting after, you'll be panting after the same thing. Yes. The person you have lost hope in. In fact, God calls him his hope. The person you think you have lost hope in. God calls that person his hope. Throughout generations, God never chose the perfect. 
Never. Do you know where, where God called Apostle Michael Rockpo? In a club. He was dancing in a club. That was where God called him. In a club. I assume there were men of God that were in that time. They were saying, this way they were, this way we did. You are saved, Your mother is dead. You don't even go so In the middle of the club, God called him. Your Oroko. Baraka, Baraka. That man was called in a club. Do you know the day God called me? I was with a girlfriend in a room and I felt the conviction to leave the room and go to a fiance. I carried my bag, came to the house, bent my stuff, asked like somebody was holding my leg, pushed, I went straight to a fiance. And even when I was going there, I even had another call for another girl that I should meet her there. When I got there, a man of God saw me. He says, Nana, he held my back like a, like a chief. Pushed me to a prayer meeting. They were in an uncompleted story. All I heard was one word. Lord, let my eyes pop open. Let my ears pop open. Let my brains pop open. These words, can it make you cry? No, I was on the floor crying like a baby. When my JHS teacher saw me, when I went to go and preach in my JHS school, he was there, he was marvelous, shaking his head. Because the ones that we were in the same class with, one guy called Ophelia Ransford, he was the most promising guy in the class. In fact, he was the pastor of the class. Now, he is a weed smoker and has all tattoos all around him and he's not even in Ghana, he's in Turkey. And I was the one they never thought that I would become this. The ones you have given up on, God has not given up on them. Little do you know that God brought them into your life for you to be part of their success story. And here you are. Writing teases and poems about them. Screenshotting their posts and sharing it. Instead of walking to them, showing them the love of God. Hi. I love to always see you pray. I love to always see you worship. So there is a mind of God that let all men be so winners. Shelly, God is counting on you on the bossy. On the judgment day, you would just as Lazarus could see the rich man in hell, you would see your friends, you would see them, you would see your classmates, your Muslim classmates in JHS, in SHS, the one you met in the flight and in the bus, you will see them, you will recognize them. In fact, at that time, knowledge will abound. You would have the spirit of revelation to see and know because you become like God. You will see what you have done. In fact, you would have a pictorial view of what you did. Of the words you said that put the person off that I will never serve God again. Listen to me, church. Mind the language you use sometimes. Because you have no idea. There are even church members that even want pastors to stop. That even their words almost make pastors want to stop going to church. You would know. You would see. Kelvin, you would know. You would look down from heaven and you would see. Just as the rich man saw Lazarus and Lazarus saw the rich man. And you will be seeing them. You will see Asana Benin. You will see Fuseni burning. You will see Jamal burning. You will see Jacob burning. And Triana burning. You will see them like that. You will have a view of what is going on. And I'm telling you, though you'll be in heaven, but the guilt of it would never leave you. It will never leave. You keep giving excuses. I'm not supposed to raise this. It's for the evangelism department. It's for this department. Oh, oh, it's for a Christian. It is for a Christian. Who loves God because of you? Who knows God because of you? Who has seen God because of you? Who wants to die for Jesus because of you? Who? Do you have any record in heaven? Any record at all? Any record? Paul would meet you there. Paul would meet you there.
greet you. You ask your question. Barely. You can't say a word. You be quiet. Your mouth will, your tongue will cling to the rooftop of your mouth. You will shut up. Now that you have nothing to do, Patapa, your mouth will be shut. So winning is important. It is the anchor of the church. It is the anchor. It's the anchor. It is the anchor. If Jesus could die for souls, everything must pay for a soul. The Lord just tell me a scripture. He says, any tree that be in me that does not bear fruit, <laughs> your lack of soul winning will make God cut you off. Because you are not bearing fruit. Most of you are cut off from the branch of God, from the vine of God. But you don't know. I'm showing you what is going to be the reason why that you are not winning souls. And you are being making a very big mistake. Now listen, in the place of winning souls, it is called winning souls. Not having souls. If it is winning, it is a battle. You are going to battle with hell to receive gay people from hell. Lesbians from hell. Girls from the club. Boys from the clubs. You are going to battle with them. See, your lack of alignment with the spirit of God, you see, you see, your broken Christian life is doing too much than you know. Because God might have positioned strategically with days and years that in five years you're supposed to win this number of gay people. But you have not been endued with power and you did not allow yourself to God for God to impact you with the necessary power in 2018 so that you can be able to move through 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23 in able to capture all these people with the power God has given you. Listen to me. Your broken Christian life is doing too much. It is not only affecting you, it's affecting the world. Listen to me. The misalignment of Christians is not only affecting them. The world is a thing. Jesus told them, Go tarry ye, and you shall be endured with power, and you shall be my witness. And within a life span of days, when they tarried in the span of days, the spirit came upon them and Misalignment that you missed it in 2020 did so much to the world, not just to you. Your, your laziness and excuses, and your self-centeredness, and your self-manipulating and entering into the agenda of God did not only affect you, it affected the world. Your prayerlessness. Your, your own consecrated life that you give so much scriptural packings to it did not only affect you, it affected the world. When you wake up in the morning and you're not only feeling the anointing around you, it does not mean it's affecting only you. It's affecting the world. So you say, if I don't pray, you are joking. You don't know what you are saying. If I don't read God has instructed you that in the next five years, read this amount of scripture, read this particular place. In the next six months, read here. He has told you, but you keep giving so much excuses. You know what? What God hates 
If you want to check scripture, one thing that God dislikes and make God angry is excuses. See, and some will be giving, some came from other churches. You know that? They were giving excuses. In our church, we didn't speak in tongues, so I don't need to speak in tongues. This thing you're arguing about, it doesn't make sense. The devil is so smart that he's making you argue about things that will help you. Whatever is a big argument on earth today is God's power for the earth. They are arguing about Jesus. It's God's power. They are arguing about tongue speaking. It is God's power. I can prove to you biblically that speaking in tongues is God's power. I did last night. Don't tell me that it, 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 it must come with, uh, until it comes to you. In some, you carry the Holy Ghost. If you carry the Holy Ghost, you carry His language. You have rather used your mind to block it. And one thing about praying in tongues is that when you pray in tongues, your mind is not fruitful. But the Bible says the Holy Ghost make it intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. You cannot be an effect when not better when you don't learn how to speak in tongues. Because the Holy Ghost would have to take your voice. And you don't even know the number of people God has made to give you to pray for them. The Holy Ghost knows their names. You don't know them. So when you pray in tongues, He carries the prayer and does it. You don't know them. The Holy Ghost coming is to make the work even easier. So today, you might be there, you're walking around, and you feel this way, pray. Your mind doesn't make sense. But let me tell you something. What you're doing is you're giving the Holy Ghost the will. When you pray with your words, you pray with your will. When you pray with the Holy Ghost, you pray with the will of God. That is why you have a self-centered life. Any person that prays too much with words, have a self-centered life. God wants to have something to do with your life and use your life to bless other people. So he gave you tongue speaking. So you can speak in tongues. And you will not even know what you are saying. But the Holy Ghost, because he needs you as the element. You see, the name of the Spirit needs a body to operate on earth. The Holy Ghost cannot come on earth and move on earth. It's an error. Human beings can judge him on that. It's not possible. He should not and would not. And because of that, he needs a body. And because you are a body, he dwells in you. And he wants to use you to bless others. So he gives you his language, not yours. That he may speak through you. And when he begins to speak through you, he can do what God wants you to be done. So you can be in Ghana. But God will make you to pray for people that are part of your souls. That are in Canada. You don't need a flight. You only need your prayer. So if I'm not praying, something is wrong with you. So you can be in Tejima. And Baradaba. All he needs is that you are giving tongue speaking means my will is your will. My body is your body. My mouth is your mouth. He only needs a mouth to affirm it. So it doesn't matter the quantum of the tongue. Whether it is Zabine, Monaka, Badi, Zabi, doesn't mean anything. What he needs is that your mouth can be fruitful with him. Am I preaching to a church here? I'm not talking to a church here. So the place of the Holy Ghost is to make it possible that God's agenda can be done. To make it possible. Am I preaching here? I'm not talking to a church here. It's to make it possible. Listen to me. The world will never have anything called impact if there is no place of the Holy Ghost. The last time I checked through scripture, Jesus chose broken, battered, and very men that the world will call them useless. And when the Holy Ghost came on them, they became instantly useful. And they began to do things that men that are of excellence could not even do. Time will bore me to talk about a man called Peter. That even the time Jesus was alive, a young girl stood before him and asked him that does he know Jesus? He told him, no, I do not. But when the Holy Ghost came on him, this same man could have a boldness to stand before a cripple. That is another level. And tell him, 
in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man rose up and walk. Listen to me. The gospel has no power and has no place to stand with the world if there is no power of the Holy Ghost. When it's about money, hard work can produce money. The church does not fight with money. When it's about arbitrary, we have, the devil has even anointed the tongues of people to speak words. Do you know Abraham the Moshe? You cannot stand in battle with him in times of argument and debate. In fact, the powerful debaters in the world are not even Christians. When it's about arbitrary, forget about it. We don't debate with these things. But rather, we come with the power that is above all power. That is the only way the church can have a place. The church has nothing to say until power is said. We don't speak words. We speak power. We speak power. So there is a need for the place of the Holy Ghost. I'm asking somebody here. There is a need. There is an absolute need. Place of the Holy Spirit. David, you would be wasting time without of the Holy Spirit. Listen, listen, sit up right and look at me. Listen to me. If we don't get this thing quicker, we don't have a chance. Do you know that Muslims are pushing money through to convert many people into the Islamic religion? We are not doing religious competition. We are doing so many. We are not doing religious competition because we know that anybody that does not come to Christ will make it to hell. In the first class flight, we are not doing religious competition. There is a place for the agency. So you have to be ready. That is why you need to embrace the Holy Spirit now. That is why you need to embrace the Holy Spirit now. Now. Because if you don't have Him, you've not started working. And you can't start work without Him. Jesus told them not to even start anything until He has come. That is why today, you need to really open up yourself. You see, that Holy Ghost that Peter had that he could tell the cripple to rise up and walk. Is it that Holy Ghost I have? Tell me. Is it that Holy Ghost you have? That Holy Ghost that Peter had, eh? that he could tell a cripple, rise up and walk. Is it that same Holy Ghost you have? Is that same Holy Ghost you have that Charles and Francis Hunter had that they could even sell themselves as slaves to go and win souls? Some people could sell themselves as slaves to go and win souls. The woman that brought assemblies of God to Ghana, she died of malaria. When she was coming to Ghana, she carried her casket along. What kind of audacity is that? What kind of audacity is that? That you go along with your casket. What does that mean? That means you know you are coming to die and you are ready to die. The Holy Spirit has the ability to convict you and make things that does not make sense make sense to you. The things about soul winning does not make sense to you is because you have not allowed the Holy Ghost to make it make sense to you. It is so difficult for you to be serious about God because the Holy Ghost has not made it make sense, make sense to you. But when the Holy Ghost opened the Bible to you and showed you the essence of soul winning, that same person that was not ready to even do anything for God will not even remember that has a body. Will not even, if Paul could be stoned, stoned, you are deformed. And even in deformity, he did not argue with God. There was no way that Paul said that God, why did you let them stone me? He never said that. He got up and continued. But you, somebody offends you in church. I'm not going to be serious again in church. I think they don't need my services. You don't have revelation in the Holy Ghost. If your convictions are easily shaken, it means the place of the Holy Spirit in you is not fortified. If you can even use distance as an excuse, it means the 
place of the Holy Ghost in you is not fortified. You will not even think about what we call distance when indeed you have the place of the Holy Spirit. Because the last time I checked, Jesus, Jesus was walking from country to country, state to state, miles upon miles, kilometers upon kilometers to go away so sleeping even in church. It shows what God is resident in you. When you are not serious with God, it tells that the Holy Ghost in you is far from you. Serious. It takes people that are serious. What will make you devote your life? Do you know Epaphroditus? He almost died because of the work of ministry. This was one man of Paul, Epaphroditus. He almost, he almost died for the Died because of the work of ministries. Epaphras. Epaphras was somebody that devoted himself that his ministry is that he will be praying for souls, praying for the Jesus. He just prays. He, he doesn't do anything. He prays. What will enter your spirit that will tell you that listen, I think I need to give myself, all myself to the work of ministry. Souls are dying! What will make you do that? What will make you do that? What will make you go to the extent of making dangerous decisions because of souls? It's only the Holy Spirit that will make you do that. It's only the Holy Spirit. Because can I tell you the truth? When we die today, you live 50 years, 60 years, 100 years on earth. But when you die, you will live more than 1,000 back there. But look at what you are doing right now with the life you have now. What life are you living with the life you have now? What impact are you making with the life you have now? You will live for eternity, endless life at the back of the door. But within the door you are right now, and whatever you do here is what will reflect there. The Bible says that your works will follow you. Yes, they say that naked you came, naked shall you go. But when you enter heaven, the fact that you are naked doesn't mean nothing is in your hands. It says your works they will follow you. You will go to heaven and your works of soul winning will start talking. Do you have something to speak for you? Some of you will look at Jesus and you bow down your head in shame. You think you're going to meet Jesus with joy. You will bow down your head in shame. You think you're going to meet him with joy. Oh, Jesus. Hey, I'm dying. Oh, see, Jesus. Are you ready? You see, don't be so ready to meet Jesus if you have nothing to show him. Because the first greeting he will greet you is good and faithful servant. Are you faithful? Are you faithful? Are you faithful? Are you good? Do you have anything to show? Mercy. Mercy. May God raise people that understand this message. May God raise people that are gallant men that are ready to win souls and will allow the Holy Spirit to lead them. They will not think of themselves. They will not be selfish and self-centered. Listen, your beauty is nothing when you die. If you want to see what your beauty will become, enter the mortuary, you will see it. You are nothing. Nothing. It is what you carry after life that makes you something. Thank you for listening to Faith Life Podcast with Pastor Samuel Pukubwating. For further information, do contact the number 050-399-3982. God bless you.